Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Hello, Pastor Glinda. Hello, Misty. <laughs> we are here at week 11. Did yes. you think we'd make it this far? Oh, yes. And we're still going strong. Amen. I know the Lord's hands all over this. That's why. That's right. All right. Well, today we're talking about how to get free from anxiety. Ooh, this is in our... That's a biggie. This is in our new series that we're going to be doing from time to time on uh, getting victory over emotions. Mm -hmm. So we're starting off with anxiety, but before we get that, even start that, why don't you pray for us, Pastor Brenda? All right, Lord. Right now, we just need the peace, the peace that you give that surpasses all understanding and guards our hearts and minds to come upon us. Clothe us in that peace from this second forth, Lord, and you take over, Holy Spirit, as you lead us in the way, the truth, and the life of our God's purpose and plan he has for this podcast. Amen? Amen. Well, you know me, the first thing I like to do is... Pull out the old Webster's 1828 and see what they uh, the def definitions were at that time because they were very God-centered. The country was still very God-centered. Yes. And the description for anxiety is unceasing restlessness, mm. usually springing forth from fear or a serious apprehension. Uh, perplexity of mind and uh, to know how to uncertain on to knowing how to shape our conduct and what that means you're at a point where you just don't know what to do but it's the one that I really think hits on his unceasing restlessness yes it's anxiety to me is the absence of peace that's it so why don't we take a look at, I have, have a foundation scripture today. We, I don't know if she has the same one I have or she doesn't, but mine is in Philippians today. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything uh, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, that's pretty clear, isn't it? <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Very clear. We're not supposed to be anxious. Mm -hmm. For nothing. For nothing. Over nothing. And you know, Mister, you know the second that you become anxious, you, mean, you become uncomfortable, you become troubled, and you can't shake it, mm -hmm. you're well, in anxiety. Well, and anxiety is something that builds over time especially mm -hmm. and can ultimately lead to anxiety attacks or depression um, because the, your mind and body aren't have, were not created to endure that kind of pressure all the time and like I was talking to you about this morning burdens burdens that we're not supposed to even be carrying I mean, we're just taking them on ourselves, and like you're just saying, God never meant for us to do that. Right. 
Right. But a lot of that comes to a choice yes. that we're making within ourselves. So let's talk about how anxiety works. It makes you unable to enjoy the present because you're too worried about the future or what's, you know, what's going to happen. It is a foe, I like, the, I like the way this is stated, it is a foe to faith. Because faith and anxiety can't operate in the same realm. Yeah, exactly. You either have faith, anxiety by its very nature is the absence of faith. It's, it's rooted in fear. Yes, it is. It's a complete waste of time and energy, ah. ultimately. Really, really. And then uh, Christ empowered us to overcome anxiety. In Colossians 3, 2, he said, Set your minds on things above, not on things that are on, on the earth. And then over in Philippians, it says, uh, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and, and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know, he, he says in the word, uh, our troubles are but a moment thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, a moment thing. Like you said, just momentary, just a flash. Yeah. You know, it's it's not, but yet to us, when we're in the middle of it. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't does it? seem that no. way. People, you know, really struggle. So, you know, I have a, a one more scripture to share today. I don't want to get too scripture heavy but this is actually comes out of the ampc which is basically the classic amplified bible and i thought it was written so good that i wanted to share it with you it's in proverbs 3 5 through 7 and even verse 8 it says lean on trust in and be confident in the lord with all your heart and mind Okay, we're going to talk about that in a second. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and recognize and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, which is a problem for a lot of us, Reverent, and then it talks about fearing God. It's talking about the reverential fear of God. And worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. Now here's the, here is the result if you do that. Verse 8 says, It shall be health to your nerves. Yes. And, and sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. What happens to your body when you've, live in anxiety for too long just the fact that the stress the stress of it takes you down right it actually wears your body and you're allowing it that's it's the a, thing it's a deteriorating thing get up and get away from it do whatever you got to do but don't let it get a hold of you so here's the thing you know a lot of us will think that we are trusting god in our circumstances and in our heart, we may have a heart to trust God, but our mind does not. If you're someone, and I think this is everybody, who has a problem in your life, you'll sit there and just 
wrap your mind around it over and over. What do I do? What do? How can I work this out? If you're doing that, you do not in any form of peace, and you're not trusting God. That's right. Like I said, get up. Walk away from it a while. You know, it's why you have vacations, Misty. Mm -hmm. You have to get away sometimes. And it's in that time that you finally rest that you hear from God a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Because while you're resting, we have to go to God in prayer. Kind of, you could call it prayer and patience. Okay, and so after you go to, go to God in prayer and you say that you trust God, you believe the promises that are in the Word, you have to have a good attitude about it. If you're still just as mean-spirited and, and upset and you just all you can do is think about your problems, you're not in, you're not, that's not a good attitude. That's not a trusting attitude towards the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's, but it's during this time period, this time where we have to be patient to wait for the Lord to move, that the enemy is going to attack. Oh, yes. He's going to come on the scene. The door's open. And say, you're not going to get that. God's not going to give that to you. Who are you to think that, that you deserve that? Or that, you know, God's going to take time to do that for somebody like you. Think of all the things you've done. You know, how miserable of a person you are. Every mistake you've ever made. Right? But we have to make up our mind in that time. To make a stand. That we're just, we're just going to say, you know, nope, I believe that God is on the job. I'm trusting him to take care of it. I'm going to believe you, Lord, that if there's something that you want me to be aware of or some action I need to take, that you're going to tell me. Yes. And if you're not, if I don't hear anything, I'm not going to do anything. Then I'm not going to do anything. That's thing. it. I'm not going to come up with my yeah. own plan. I'm not going to meditate on this thing. Well, the Bible says lean not on our own understanding. And sometimes we choose a path that seems right. But guess what? It leads to destruction. Right. Eventually, we're going to receive what we ask for because we believe in the promises of God. You know, I can give an example of this. <laughs> Uh, we were trying to decide, my husband and I, about moving our business into another area, another location. And, you know, it seemed like the perfect place. Everything about it was perfect. So I went to our pastors, and we asked them, and I'll never forget this. He said to us, sometimes the perfect place is not the right place. Mm -hmm. Ooh. But, you know, up to that point, we had been kind of in anxiety because we were struggling with that. And it was a decision that had to be made. But had we really sat down and got before the Lord and really listened to the Lord and be patient and was patient, he would have told us yes or no. Amen? I mean, at the end of the day, we have to trust God is working on the problem. Yes. Either you trust that God is working on the problem or you don't. Now, I have a little bit of a testimony here. I went through a period of time where I suffered pretty badly from anxiety. And I never was a person that suffered from anxiety in my life, but I went through a particularly dark time in my life, difficult, uh, taking on things that were never meant for me to take on. And, I, and uh, my health started failing because I had been carrying this anxiety and grief and guilt for so long that it 
actually began to affect my health, which is what it does. That's that's the uh, an inroad for the enemy to destroy your body. And um, when it got to the point where I could no longer do my job because my health was so poor, I mean that had been everything to me. You know, it was was my success in career wise. And when I started to fail at that because my physical health was declining so badly, I started having experiencing anxiety attacks. Anybody that's ever experienced an anxiety attack will tell you it feels like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But it is actually the body's physical response to where you have let so much anxiety and so much worry build up in your mind that it, it just overflows and you start having a physical reaction to it. So, and I, I actually did come through that, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but it is possible to overcome anxiety attacks without medication. I'm not trying to tell anybody don't see a doctor. I'm not trying to tell anybody don't, don't accept medication. But I am telling you that it is possible there is another way. That there is another a way. A better way. <laughs> a better way. Because I overcame anxiety and it was, it, you know, it wasn't easy, but it was it's doable through the Lord. Yes. With the it was developing a trust yes. in God. Yeah, when you, if you get to a point where you truly trust God, then you can let go. Right. No, years ago, we used to have a thing called shake it off. Shake it off. Mm-hmm. When you feel it coming on, you shake it off right then and there. Whew. But I don't think people realize how much stress and anxiety can just tear your body apart. Mm-hmm. And it, it is very much a tool of the enemy to attack us. So before we allow ourselves to get mired into to that, we need to try to lift ourselves up out of it because it will end. It ends ultimately in death. Yes, it does. And I remember my mother telling me one time when I was so depressed. I I just was depressed. I didn't know what was really depressing me. I just I just had this sensing this that I couldn't get rid of, and I was getting down and going down more and more. And one day I spoke to her, and she said, "You know, Glenda." You can get yourself so far down, you can't get back up. Yep. And I don't know why, but those words shook me so much that that from that second on that she said those words to me, I stood up in the name of the Lord and started fighting again. Mm-hmm. But it took somebody saying that to me to get me up out of that. Well, and, and it's very true. I mean, that's where, you know, you see suicides. Mm-hmm. And things like that occur. And that's where the enemy wants you to go. Because people are so desperate, just get, just want it to stop. Yes. And, you know, like I said, I've been there, I know. But you can conquer anxiety. You just, it's a change of mindset. Yeah. It really is. It's, you start develop. Oh, here we go. Wrong Developing thoughts. that relationship <laughs> with God. And getting the and, wrong and right to, thoughts. And starting to develop, you know, God will work with you to start trusting him. Yes. He, you'll oh, start yes. seeing manifestations of God. Mm-hmm. And that 
it's it's kind of like a stairway. You get on that first, you know, when you get saved, you get on that first step. And it's like baby steps and baby steps and baby steps. And God, you know, he throws some, he manifests things for you to build your trust and build your trust. And so eventually you go from being able to do, to trust God in small things to being able to trust God in big things. Yeah, I kind of troubled in my spirit for this generation now because they seem like they're so laid back about everything. You know, that they're really not concerned about a lot of things that they need to be concerned about, they're not concerned about. And so they're just mm-hmm. ooh, being led right into the path Satan's leading them to. Oh, yeah. And when something does happen, they're going to flip out. They're not going to know, have the first inkling of what to do. So we talked about releasing things to God, casting your care. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I have become fairly good at <laughs> is casting my care. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that you have to become good at. Yes. You and by casting your care, that means that even if it creeps up in your mind, you immediately just shut it down. It's not that you don't care, but you're not going to let it take control. You're, of you. you're just saying, you know what, God, I'm waiting on you. Yeah. If you want me to do something, I'm gonna. Be, I believe you're gonna tell me. And I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll be obedient to it. Otherwise, I'm going to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. Well, not... what's the word says? <laughs> he he wants us to enjoy our life. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. I'm telling you, you get to a point where you can trust God in big things. And you can be amazed at how much stress and anxiety and worry will go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Last night, I I have this one tree on my property that I'm always concerned about because it partially fell over, and we had a thunderstorm last night. So what's the first thing that comes into my brain, in my mind? It's going to fall. Rest it's going to fall. It's going to fall. And worse yet, it's going to fall the wrong way and, and do damage to somebody else's property. And immediately, I, I got a hold of myself. And I said, no, we're not entertaining this in our mind. Yes, amen. We're not, allow- I'm not allowing this to fester in my thought life. And I'm just going to, I just immediately said, Lord, I trust you. I know that you have this. And that you're going to provide a way and a means for someone to, to come and take care of that tree for me. But until that happens, Lord, you are all powerful. I don't have to worry about a tree in my yard. <laughs> you yeah, are you are the one that slung this universe into existence. Yes, you can certainly <laughs> handle that tree. You can handle that tree. And you know, we are. His word says to speak His word back to Him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalms ninety-one. It says, "No evil shall come nigh us, and no disaster shall come near our tents." And this, in our cases, it's houses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Quote that, quote that. Exactly. When these storms are coming, and they're coming one right after another in this nation alone, uh, you know, natural disasters, it's it's unreal now. You need to be prayed up and know how to pray and how mm-hmm. to war against this stuff. You need to have a childlike faith. Yes. Do you remember back when you were a child and your dad was, you, you know, or whoever, 
was in your life was that person that you thought could do everything. And you trusted. And you trusted them implicitly. And, then, you know, you'd have the schoolyard like, my dad's bigger than your dad. My dad can beat your dad up. You know, we need to have that kind of childlike thing. My dad, God, can take is can take care of it. <laughs> you know? He's more than I ain't got to worry. He is more than able and he loves me. And he will he will not let evil things befall that's me. That's it. That's it. So I put just put a hundred percent faith in God. And you know what, Misty? Sometimes you got to get to the point where you get fed up. Mm-hmm. And when you get fed up with something, things happen. But I tell you what, building my faith in God, building my trust in God, is what ultimately got me out of anxiety. Yes. But I will do want to talk, at least this is the last thing on my list, I don't know what's on yours, but about what's called a spirit of heaviness. And I'm going to say that some people listening to this may go, oh, here we go, we're talking about spirits. If you don't believe that there are spirits operating in this, you know, trying to destroy you, uh, to carry out the will of the enemy, I suggest that you go back and read your Bible. Yes, because it says that our that we uh, our war is not against what flesh and blood. Yes, but against principalities, powers, and all evil in heavenly places. Yes, you know. So spiritual warfare is a thing, and yes, we're actually yes. going to be talking about ta- that. starting a spiritual warfare uh, question and answer series, but. Let's talk about a spirit of heaviness. Because I tell you, I had a spirit of heaviness. Well, that's that's depression, <laughs> oppression. Well, it's a lot of things. There's a lot I of... I mean, you feel a weight on you. You can't get rid of it. This is this is a spirit of heaviness, okay? Oh. There's several manifestations of it. But to see if any of these apply to you. The, the first word is the key word, excessive meaning out of balance, meaning mm-hmm. too much, not normal, okay? Excessive amount of sorrow, grief, insomnia, self-pity, rejection, brokenheartedness, despair, mm-hmm. dejection, uh, hopelessness, yeah. depression, suicidal thoughts, uh-huh. inner hurts, yes. and a torn spirit. Yes. Now, I had a spirit of despair in my specific case. And a lot of times that is from directly from living with terrible anxiety for a very, for a very, very yeah. long time until you get to a point where you feel hopeless. Yes. Okay, that, that is despair. Um, interesting, you think, well, how could there be a spirit of despair? Then, <laughs> well, why don't you turn to Isaiah 61.3. Yeah. And it says, To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy yes, instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of a spirit of Put on dis- the garments of praise. Instead of a spirit of yes. despair. Yes, or a spirit of heaviness. Yep, exactly. That's what counteracts it. You have to start praising God. So let's break this down. It says, uh, uh, basically, he's giving us beauty for our ashes. What does that mean to you, Mom? Well... Uh, he can take what Satan meant for evil and turn it completely around for the good. 
you come out on top. Meaning it doesn't matter how deep in the trenches you are. It doesn't matter how miserable your life seems. It doesn't matter how much wasted years that you have. God can fix it. God can fix it. it. He will take your ashes and turn them into beauty. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. For his glory. Exactly. Then you get the oil of joy. That means get some joy. Yeah, so many people release that heaviness. And get some joy. Joy, get some, joy, joy. And, and it know, goes, joy goes beyond happy. Yes, and you talked about what it does for the body a while ago. It's health. Mm-hmm. It is health to your bones. Joy. Yeah. You know what a lot of people do when they start feeling feeling anxiety, depression, despair, that spirit of heaviness? Turn on some worship music. Yes. Throw your hands in the air and just start shouting hallelujah. Hit you. Start dancing. Just start dancing. Nobody has to see you. (laughs) Just get it done. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. God will fill your heart with so much joy. Yes, and And peace. and, And you can have some relief. And when you start to feel that relief, you realize, my God, I've spent years in misery that I did not have to bear. Yes. <clears throat> You'll have a breakthrough. Exactly. Amen. And then it says, and of course, the garment of praise. <laughs> this enemy cannot stand praising God. You know, Misty, every day you need to put that garment on. Yeah. There's five of them. The garment of praise, humility, love, mercy, and peace. But I mean, I'm telling you, get to praising God. Yes. When you feel at your worst, start praising the Lord. Say, I, pra- I just praise you, God. I know you are great and doing wonderful things in my life. Nothing's Beyond impossible Beyond my you. imagination. Yes. You know, and just, just get, like get excited. <laughs> and like I said last, why would a supernatural God do a supernatural thing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but if you're like, okay, well, well, how do I know that I have this? This spirit of heaviness. Mm. Symptoms. You're worried. You're unsettled. You're agitated all the time. You're unstable. Fear. Panic. Everything's a crisis. Now, that was the case for me. The smallest thing was a crisis. It set you off. I just went from zero to a hundred. <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't matter what it was. You know, I, just, I was just ready to go. And everybody was the blame board. Right, exactly. Confusion. You don't know what to do. Um, you have debilitating guilt and condemnation. Mm, there is no condemnation in those who are. I mean, I was the Jesus. other thing I was dealing with at the time was mm. was a lot of uh, very bad guilt issues, which I may give a testimony on another time when we talk about guilt. But you know, you combine all that together, and of course, you're a mess. You're a mess. You're just constantly meditating on how. Just how to get horrible out of life is. You just you, want to flee. You just want to take off. And you come to finally. <laughs> you come to the conclusion that the only way to get out is to is leave. To, is to take your life. Yeah, leave this situation somehow, some Unfortunately, way. people that do commit suicide have committed a heinous act. You can completely just avoid all that. Yes, that's the whole point. That's exactly the whole point. Should have never got to that to that place. So. Finally, we have to, whenever we're dealing with a spirit, and I know this is something that we're going to talk about at some point in spiritual warfare, just like there is a concept of sowing and reaping, mm-hmm. there is a concept of binding and, and loosing. loosing. You, there's a process. You have to get rid of it. Yes. You know, in, in the name of Jesus. 
And then you have to move forward as we've discussed. Right. And live in joy and praise and trust in God. But when you're in that initial step of getting rid of it, you need to bind that spirit of heaviness, or if you know specifically that it's uh, depression, grief, all that stuff. Well, like when Jesus healed the man that was paralyzed, laying on the ground 38 mm-hmm. years. <laughs> and what did he tell that man? Rise up! Yeah. And walk. You got to do something. And so you want to bind that spirit of heaviness, and then you want to loose the comforter, mm-hmm. the garment of praise, the oil of joy. You know, you want to loose those things in your life. Yes. Praise and joy and comfort. You have a comforter. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. Doesn't the Bible say something about the Holy Spirit in tears? Collecting tears or something? Or was that just in a movie? Oh, no, but in Romans 15, 13, I believe it is, or 13, 15, I get them backwards. It says, may the God of hope. I didn't know his name was God of hope. And he told me one day, I am the God of hope, and I'm your only hope, Glenda. And I didn't know that he was called the God of hope. And I went to the word one day, and there it was. May the God of hope fill you in all joy and in peace and in believing in the power of the Holy Spirit that worketh in you. Here's the thing. The Holy Spirit in you, it's got to do the work. According to the power, mm-hmm. you allow the Holy Spirit to do in you. Well, I'm pretty sure there's something in the Bible about the Holy Spirit in tears. Mm. I mean, you when you're crying out in sorrow, in, in all this heaviness and misery, I mean, God hears you. Yes, he does. He is grieved by yeah. your tears. He is grieved. So don't think that God does not care, because yes. he does. He cries. He's, he sits there and he watches you. He's like, child, just, just reach out to me. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. He cries. Mm-hmm. He laughs. He's just as real as you are in your emotions as as can be. I mean, exactly. he's got the same ones. Exactly. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think we've pretty well covered it all. I can't wait to talk about spiritual warfare, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, get a hold of your bootstraps. Because, uh, yeah. If those of you who are walking around thinking that there's no such thing as spiritual warfare, me, you may find out that there's, <laughs> there is very definitely spiritual oh, warfare. Oh, yes. There's, there's a fight to be won. Exactly. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, all of you be blessed. And as I've said in the past, we love to hear your feedback. Um, you know, we're on YouTube now. Almost all of our videos are up. So by next week, most all of our videos should be transferred over to YouTube. And as I said last week, if you don't have a church and you're being fed by this podcast, we are representatives of the Father's House Church. It is actually a legitimate nonprofit church. And, and, and until you until you find something that a church that agrees with you or you can have a peace peace with, if you want to become a virtual member of our church, we welcome you. Amen. Amen. But today, those that are out there who may not know the Lord. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. If you don't know the Lord, I'm going to bind that spirit of blindness from you right now. See, that's a spirit on you. I bind the spirit of blindness. But here, here's what I'm going to lose. The knowledge of the salvation of the 
God who created the heavens and the earth be revealed to you. His truth. And may the Holy Spirit convict you because that's what it's going to take. But may Jesus draw you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.